1: We're here. Everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms.
2: And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch, or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, But that's bwhustle.com slash join.
1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Tons of boxing and MMA to talk about today. We just finished wrapping up covering the Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul Presser. So we're going to talk about that here in a hot second. But there's also recapping Andrew Ruiz fight, talking about Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders Uh, the UFC might have a new star a light heavyweight and then of course we got to preview the fight night card that is coming up this weekend so plenty in the combat sports realm to talk about but first old man I had to start this show to get something off my chest I had to relieve some some bad energy that's around me the other day I put this in our group chat I was like gotta talk about this on the show This asshole at Smith's, Smith's is a grocery store for people who have not been to Vegas. It's like, you know, whatever key foods is in New York or Pioneer or whatever that is. And then across the country, I think, I don't know, Raleigh's or I don't know, whatever the hell it is in California. But here it's Smith's. So I'm in there chilling. I'm going by the little butcher aisle. They have this bomb ass tomahawk steak back there. The cut looks beautiful, it's crisp, it's fresh. It's like $13 a pound. I'm like, yo, let me get that. It rings up, it's like $60. This is where shit goes left, old man. The guy looks at me, he weighs it, looks at me, looks out into the distance, looks at me, looks down at the stake, then looks at me again. He's like, you're gonna have to pick this up from the front. I haven't been racially profiled for a hot second. Mind you, I had a pro wrestling t-shirt on and shorts, and I probably didn't look like I'm a man of stature, but I don't care. It's been a hot second since I've been racially profiled. And this guy was like, yo, you got to get your food from the front. Am I going to run out the store with a steak, a tomahawk steak at that? Like, what the fuck, running through the store like I'm Tatanka, holding it by the bone? Yeah.
3: That's,
2: that's I mean, they didn't know that that's what you do? Like, because of the color <laughs> of your I'm skin. <laughs> yeah, because of the color of your skin, like, you can't physically take your own meat to the register because as a savage that you are, you will have to run out with blood dripping down your arms to get this steak out of the grocery store. Listen, man, I haven't, I haven't been racially profiled in a while. I'm sorry this shit happened to you, but it, it's funny because... This is what always happens, right? When you get racially profiled, you are mad. And I know I know you are mad. But you're never as mad as the white people that
1: witness you getting racially profiled. Oh, my wife was heated. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was really trying. She was like, I'm going to go up there and order. Because we were kind of like, I went over there by myself. She was buying something different. house. She was like, I'm going to go over there and ask for the same thing. See if they take mine to the front. I was like, what's the difference? Mine is already at the front.
2: Yo, I'm telling you, there's because the, there's a reason behind this, right? Like, because when we get profiled, we go, what the? Like, we get, we're dumbfounded, and then we're astounded. Then we're angry, and then we, like, we laugh it off. Because we're black. We're, like, kind of used to shit like this. Like, we're not entirely, you know, never surprised, always appalled. That's, yep. like, the mantra. <laughs> but when, a, like, there are white people who are, like, down, and they see this shit, and they just can't fucking believe it. <laughs> like, they're yo. just, like, yo, they like they watch it happen because they've only heard stories for the most part like a lot of you know down ass white people have heard a lot of stories but they never really witness it they'll see it on tv it, but when they witness it in front of them it's like this shit really happened right in front of me and they don't know how to act because they get mad and they want to break shit. and then you have to tell them like yo chill out like chill oh, no nah, they'll
1: cause a scene
2: They'll try try to burn it down. But for us, you know what we'll do? We won't say burn it down. We'll say, hey, hey, I ain't trying to get shot. Slow down. Like, listen, I know you're mad, but I know what's going to happen if I act up. Yeah, I
1: don't don't got that in me. Yeah, we're always the ones (laughs) that have to go.
2: We go, it's okay. It's like, look, look. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad. Fuck that shit. But no, 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 don't trip. I got this. That's what we have to do. It's just, it's funny because that happened to you. And I know your elena was pissed and wanted to burn that shit down I've been, I've been in the same situations with like you know uh shaking his wife abanda and they see shit and they just be like what and i'm like <laughs> you know and if anybody knows shake you have to know him. not that not, like people say they know shake from twitter no you have to actually physically know shake to understand shake will fight for you at the drop of a hat for any reason in particular it doesn't really matter what it is. Like, dude, a brief story. We were on a cruise, like when we used to go cruising every year. We were on a cruise, and we, my wife wanted to hear a song at the DJ booth. And Shake was like, all right, you know, cool. Go tell the DJ. And again, this is a cruise ship, so it's not, like, a ton of black people on there. But my wife, I can't remember if I asked or my wife asked. And the DJ plays, like, another person's song. And then, like, some white girl walked up, played another song. Shake threatens to beat up the DJ. <laughs> he tells him. He taps on the, because there's, like, there's, like, the glass that separates the DJ from the, the dance floor. And, mind you, I believe me and my wife, we were, like, irked. Like, that ain't this some bullshit. But Shake is, like, this motherfucker. Shake walks up to the thing and taps on the window and was, like, come around this glass so I can fuck you up. And I'm, like, yo, Shake, hold on. <laughs> like, what you? you don't. Hey, if you fight him, you might get in trouble. They will probably throw us overboard tonight. So like, we don't need this stress in our lives. But I get it. I get it. Being racially profiled sucks. Feeling like something racist happened to you is always like, I just can't believe that shit just
1: happened. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's funny you say that about shake because uh, Big Mac, shout out to Ryan McKenna, is the same way. Like Big Mac, some shit happened. He's like, no, no, wait, we're getting this settled right now. I'm like, yo, like Big Mac, (laughs) it's it's, it's so real. But really, like, he's not about the bullshit, especially when it comes to that. Because, I mean, Ryan, especially, like, growing up in um, Indiana and shit, like, he saw so much racism, like, blatantly in his face. He don't play that shit. But my wife, like, my wife has been keenly aware to this for a couple years. Um, like specifically aware to these things, but she'll see more stuff than I see. And like we'll go to Atlanta, and she'll be like, "You see, like, oh, they didn't give us service because like we're a mixed couple, or like." And I'll be like, "Oh, word!" Like, I I just go through life like oblivious, and she'll be like aware to this shit. And so I'll be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you might be right." And we do get like weird treatment. Like I don't I don't know either. It's like me being racially profiled, or someone trying to Dr. Umar me and be like, it. why are you with a white woman? Like, I don't, like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Like- Talk about Umar, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, he might be on the trailer card, according to Twitter, I don't know what's going on over there. But yeah, so I, it's crazy how like just going through life and I put this in a group chat and it was funny cause your response was, oh shit, I gotta go to the supermarket. Let me try it while I'm there. <laughs> I was like, damn! We just go see if this systematic throughout Smiths. They just take black people's random butchered meats to the front. That, that's, I mean, that's
2: incredible to take a to take meat. Like, listen, man, I you know y'all you know where I live, Kel. I live in Suburban. I live in the yeah. suburbs. So it's like when I go to the grocery store, like it's like there's, there's wine tasting. It's like all kinds of great shit. But when I go to like Northtown, right, and I go to like Walmart, like everything's like got a lock on it. Like everything, like <laughs> you, you can't grab anything. Like the liquor cabinet's got a gigantic lock on it. They like, just treat us different, man. And, and uh, listen, I, <laughs> impoverished areas, I get to a degree. Yes, people steal, but come on, man. Racially profile over some goddamn state? Like you ordered this? Like you're gonna pay for it, man? And, and you know what? Guess what? If you miss, if they miss out on that steak, that man ain't
1: gonna lose any money out of his pocket. No, not at all. Like the steak costs more than he makes all day behind that butcher counter. I'm almost positive of it. And even then, if I'm gonna steal some shit, cause 100% honest, everyone stole stuff when they were younger. Like every now and then you got to steal some shit. I'm not stealing a tomahawk steak. It was 3.8 pounds. You know how big a 3.8 pound tomahawk steak is? The fact that you know, like the, ounces.
2: the fact that you are like, it's like in the chat, you talked about how marbled it was. The fact that you say all these things means you're going
1: to pay for this. Yes. Steak. That's the only reason I wasn't like in an upheaval and be like, I'm taking my money elsewhere because that cut of steak was incredible. So I was like, yo, I got to stay for this steak. Like, even if I got to get it from the front. But even then, I was like, am I putting this steak down my pant leg? Like when you steal shit, like you gotta like wear baggy jeans, you gotta tuck your jeans into your sneakers, slide shit down your pants, walk out all, you know, do 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 do, and then take the shit out and book it. When you're, am I doing this with a steak? I can't steal a steak, and then the person after me, who uh, is of a different race, ordered like sixty dollars worth of shrimp. Mind you, same price. Gave it to them in hand, blah, blah, blah. They put it in the cart. Then I get to the front. They send the little shopping, like that helps you bag on the electronic one, but they sent the, the 50-year-old, 55 year old black lady over. And I was like, fuck, they they got me. Because they knew she was gonna be nice. I can't bug out on her. So I was like, they got a system here on the realistic shit. Like, oh, this black man might get upset. No, nah, no, nah, you gotta go talk to him.
2: Yeah, that's I mean that's always been black people's jobs, right?
1: Like go out and talk to the other black person, call them down. to Kanye, send over they token blackie, right? Like, yeah. Bro, Sorry. I could it's 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 been it's been a long time since I saw that. So I was in this motherfucker, like damn, they really thought I was gonna steal a steak. A steak, a tomahawk steak, a tomahawk steak, a big ass steak. They thought I was just going to bounce with $60 worth of steak. And I couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was like, yo, this is actually a steal for this steak. Like I paid two twenty dollars for this shit in a restaurant. Wow. But see, so yeah, this is why I love going places incognito too. What if I would tell a guy like, what the fuck, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna steal this and risk my job at ESPN? Like, what are, what, what are we they doing here?
2: They don't believe in it. Like, listen, man, they don't, they don't, they don't care no they, they don't no. even think they like you tell them that you worked for espn and they was like i
1: don't see your ass on tv and then they'll <laughs> call you a liar so yeah i almost had to pull up my shorts leg show them the tattoo like is there any other reason i have espn tattooed on my leg huh think this is just for fun but uh, <laughs> it's stupid so i couldn't believe that that's what started off my week and lo and behold i bring the steak home it's delicious Reverse sear, perfectly cooked to medium, medium rare.
3: Ugh.
1: Oh, it was amazing. Cast iron. A
3: medium,
1: a medium rare steak? What is wrong yeah. with you? What What is wrong with you? How do you eat your steaks?
2: Medium well. Oh, my God. You got to cook my steak, man. I, I no, don't want it well sir.
1: done. You, you might as well eat a Timberland. What no. are you doing? Oh, no. Medium look,
2: well. yes man i can't look i can't that pink and red shit it i feel like i'm just going out and eating a cow and i don't want to do that You're I'm just, eating a cow no, alert. I'm, <laughs> look, no i'm talking about a live one man like one on the field eating grass and i just pull up on him and start chewing on his leg like that's what it feels like i'm doing if there's too much
1: pink in my steak oh my god medium well you don't even taste it i guess you do you don't need marbling what see when you make fun of me for drinking boxed wine and wines that don't cost more than nine dollars. Y'all heard that, right? He drinks but <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. Oh shit, you I don't thought drink. we did. No, uh, I don't Franzia. think Franzia. So. Shout out Franzia gang, gang gang. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> yeah. And you know it's lit when you're drinking, and you gotta take the bag out the box.
0: Come you gotta on. get the last
1: little bit. Oh, this is box, so disrespectful. Box wine drinkers knows what's up. You are a poverty alcoholic. <laughs> i am i you drink mind? liquor out of plastic bottles you drinking mickey's too still reserved no no i mean i i have drank i have drank a, a <laughs> mickey's in my day but that's only for like you know sporting contests
2: come like on that. man you got a little bit of money go get you some decent wine listen i promise you like we were just before this podcast started we were talking about what we were gonna do for father's day and because we're dads and marcus vanderburg's coming to town and we're gonna do some dad shit Part of this dad shit is going to get some expensive liquor. That either you guys are going to come. Listen, I just bought this. Going to sound like flex, and I'm just I'm thinking about what I'm saying right now. Now I don't want to say it, <laughs> but I went to the Costco. You <laughs> go to Costco. I went to Costco and I bought a beer, bottle of Perrier Jouet for like two hundred bucks, and I felt bad when I did it. But I was like, fuck it. I bought a bottle of Perrier Jouet, and then I went to Total Wine and I bought. They had I had a coupon. My wife always gets coupons, and I bought. a some whistle pig. Do you know what whistle pig is, Kel?
1: I have no clue what whistle pig is. Whistle
2: pig is a high-end whiskey, and the bottle was like a hundred and seventy dollars. Mm. And I have both of these, and I'm like, and the first thing you know, what I thought of first thing I thought of was like, I'm gonna make Kel drink this shit. And if you tell me
1: <laughs> that this shit tastes like something else you had, you gotta leave. This podcast oh, like, is over. Like whiskey is fine. Like I can like liquors, I can taste the difference. Wine and champagne, I taste no difference between oh. three dollar brutes. And $200 champagne.
2: No, no. There is a huge difference. And (laughs) anybody who is, there's there's a couple of things. There's there's sparkling wine and champagne. There's two different things. Champagne's from France, sparkling wine's from anywhere else. But when you get a high-end champagne, the bubbles, like you can tell from the certain, the quality of the bubble, the carbonation in the champagne is different. Cheap champagne goes flat like immediately. And it also is like the brutes are very bitter. Listen, this it, is not, it ain't lasting
1: that long, sir.
2: <laughs> no, man. But so, but if you come like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Father's Day. Telling everybody right now. We're going to, we're going to drink some high end liquor. And Kel's going to report back to y'all about what we're drinking. That is because, fine. Yeah. But listen, meat and well steak is good if you go to the right place. I, I can't do cake no,
1: my steaks. No. I can't. Like one of the bets. So I still owe you for two bets. One is another brunch bet. And the other is a steakhouse, like dinner bet, which I also lost. I thought I was winning that, but I I lost. I lost that bet. Cool. I think that was like the Yankees bet. So the steakhouse one, when I when I pay up on that bet, you better order salmon. You better get like some chicken. I'm sorry. What did salmon. you say? Salmon. Did you put an L in salmon? Yeah, the hot, it's salmon. It a, God damn it! God damn it! It has an L in it. It's salmon.
2: The anyway. L is salmon. Do you call a quesadilla a quesadilla? No. Okay. Thank you. Sam, salmon, not salmon. Don't do that. Stop.
1: Again, you better get something that isn't a steak, because <laughs> once you order that shit medium well, I am losing it. <laughs> losing oh, uh, my mind. Now, now, I'm doing it,
2: now I'm just doing it just out of spite. <laughs> like now I'm just gonna. I might order that oh, shit well
1: done. How do you if eat your ate, lamb? You eat lamb? Like no, eat lamb?
2: I don't. know. I don't eat lamb.
1: Oh it. well, because you don't eat anything under medium well. Of course you don't like this. Yeah, no, no, that can't, No. No. But I will order. This is just to
2: piss you off. I will order a steak well done and ask for a one.
1: Oh my god! I don't.
2: I don't. I, I don't use a one. You me. know
1: the Lebron, the Lebron gif where he like picks up his man purse and walks out of the finals, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be me. I'd be like, Yo, listen, here's my card. Just get whatever. Take care of his bill. I'm out. <laughs> like, yo.
2: Oh my wasn't, god. It wasn't A1. until I got older that I understood. Like, don't ever ask for a one at a steakhouse. Like. If a, if a steak is good, you don't need steak sauce. No, you should also never ask for anything over medium. No, rare no. to medium is perfect. I'm totally fine with this being wrong about this to some people because I'm guaranteed there's people listening to this show and be like, yeah, you get a medium well. I'm totally fine with it. it's this. as egregious as my box wine. It's not egregious. It's box wine is absolutely egregious. And you
1: you're you're older and fancier than me. You should know better. People don't expect much of me.
2: Well, they should. You are over 30, man. You can't be drinking boxed wine
1: anymore. You gotta cut it out. I'm trying. I'm getting there. One you thing at a time, man. Stop. One thing at a time. I like brunch now. I get pedicure. One thing at a time. We're, we're slowly crawling up there. I'm starting to drink my liquor just on the rocks. No mixers. Hey. Um, I'm sure in like another eight years I'll just take it neat. That yes, that you use certain whiskeys you should do neat. Yeah, see, I'm not there yet um i do like you know it doesn't have to be a crazy amount of ice just a little bit of ice on the rocks and uh, or like when they have those fancy like just the one ball of ice yeah in the cup yeah that shit feels real dope I was dangerously close to buying the refrigerator
2: that made the balls of ice. Like, <laughs> not, not, an ice tray, yo.
1: This is how fancy you are. No, like, I ain't had an ice tray years. I love uppity tray. Okay, I, granted, I understand this. Your your fridge makes ice, but you yeah. could just buy an one ice tray that makes the round ones for your drinks. No, 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 no. It, it's not. A, it's a not an ice tray. You had to buy yes. a whole
2: fridge just to make these ice listen i went when we were because you know i bought my house and i started i bought all this like shit and my wife is mad because i bought a smart refrigerator it has like a screen on it she was like this is so stupid why did you buy this and i'm like watching youtube on my refrigerator it's fucking dumb she's right <laughs> but i bought it but i was so close because i was at uh lowe's and i was like they were, the, the person was like yo we got this refrigerator and i was like it looks like a regular ass refrigerator he was like look and he's like you can customize how your ice is made and i was like i can make the the whiskey balls and he was like yeah and i looked at my wife she was like get the fuck out of here you're not about to buy this goddamn refrigerator just to make ice balls but yo she wasn't there i'd have done it but instead i ended up with a, a, a refrigerator with a goddamn tv screen on which is stupid equally
1: hurt. ridiculous oh I, I love it i feel like i'm a smart house like,
2: yeah, shout dude, out to my disney channel kids to- Everybody comes with my, like my family, not everybody, just the family, because nobody comes to my house yet. But like my brother-in-law is like, he's looking he's like, why did why did you buy this? And I was like, it's kind of like pictures and shit. I got like a slideshow and <laughs> it plays music. And I got like my ring connected to it. So when somebody rings the doorbell and I have all like Samsung shit, so I can sync it to my TV, which is dumb because I can see my TV from the kitchen. But I can see the TV off my fridge. And all these things are entertaining to me. My wife is just like shaking her head. She's like, this is so
1: Because No one spends that much time in front of the refrigerator.
2: Like directly
1: in front of a refrigerator, you probably spend two minutes all day.
2: And it's got a camera, which is incredible to me, but it's done when I really thought about it. It's got a camera so I can see what's in my refrigerator from anywhere in my house. So I can like pull up my phone I was like, do we have this? but it's dumb because my, my, I have a chaotic fridge, right? Cause we always have like tons of leftovers and I can't see what's in my fridge. So it's like a
1: big mess. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to come by your new crib. All right. Let's, so I have to, after we've gone off on the tangent, yeah, I right. guess uh, let's, let's bring it back to combat sports. Cause we were supposed to start this show by talking about Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. They had their first press conference down in Miami uh, just right before we started recording the show So The Floyd and Logan Paul stuff Went as I expected So they had fans there, they sat there They had a little bit of jokes It was like the diet version of what Floyd had with Connor But Logan was uh, very like complimentary He wasn't like too spicy with it Whatever, they did the face off Walked off But then we get Floyd Mayweather And Jake Paul they run into each other, like heading to the back. Jake decides to get in Floyd's face. Like, oh, you want to fight me? Send the paperwork. Floyd's trying to jaw back. And at that time, Jake Paul says, got your hat. Takes Floyd's hat, showing off Floyd with the LeBron, because he got the hair plugs now. But you know, like when it, when it ain't filled in, when you ain't put the, the the turtle shoe shine wax on the dome piece, it was real patchy. Um, kind of like Tory Lanez when he takes off his cap and he wasn't prepared to show his hair. So Floyd's looking real patchy up top. That, in which, I don't expect Jake Paul to know this, but black men are very sensitive about their headline and going bald. So if he's not ready to show his hair, yeah, he's going to flip out on him. So the bouncers, or the, not bouncers, but bodyguards start trying to get at Jake Paul. Floyd puts him in a headlock at one point, throws a punch. Jake Paul's laughing, got your hat, and... Now we get all this chatter and it looks like we're setting up, and Vince couldn't have booked this shit better for Floyd and Logan to go head to head in a couple of weeks, June 6th, and then Jake Paul's probably the next opponent. I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. they'd be printed money. I know, but I don't think so.
2: Here's what, first question. Do you think this was staged? There's a lot of people that
1: think it's staged. Oh, it's a work? Yeah. I mean, at least to a certain degree, because Jake Paul was on his TikTok like, hey, I'm going to go steal Floyd's hat. And then went, stole it. But I, I think at a point, like, yeah, you kind of got to let Floyd know that you're taking his hat. Or why would you cross paths like that? Like, yeah, it was just too much coincidence. And, uh, Yet nothing with Floyd, I believe, is real. We tell the story here on the podcast all the time where he's buying bottles, TMZ is looking at him, blah, 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 right there at the wind. And then this motherfucker buys bottles, sparklers, everything looks great. He leaves it, tells everyone else have a good time, jogs up the block, and goes and trains. Like, everything's a facade. I don't believe nothing this man does. Here's what I think. Floyd got worked into a shoot, brother. <laughs> this,
2: that's exactly listen, listen, man. Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor was a work, right? A work shoot, right? Like they talk shit to each other. They knew it. Like, hey, we gotta sell this fight. We're gonna talk shit to each other. Yep. In today's age of social media, there's no such thing as respect, right? And what I mean by that is because of social media, everybody's like, can talk to anybody. Anybody, like if I want to at Jake Paul, I can, and it's a possibility he'll reply to me. Once upon a time, you couldn't do that. And because of that, people have like millions of followers for really kind of no reason, right? Like Floyd earned his spot as boxing's one of the best ever in fighting because he's an excellent fighter. But then he understood the entertainment side of the game. Jake Paul has just kind of come onto the scene. He's taken boxing seriously, but he could give a shit about Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's like an old man to him. Like for my, my brother, not my brother, my nephew looks at Jay-Z as Beyonce's husband. Oh, that's, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what these kids are at nowadays, right? Like, once you reach a certain age, it's like, all right, grandpa, whatever. Now, this situation, this fight, it's, it's a work. I mean, come on, man. There's no way in hell it's not competitive, nothing like that. However, what Floyd thought was going to be fun and games and trash talk like Conor McGregor, Jake doesn't do that. These are unscrupulous young men who don't give a fuck and do shit for Clouton to piss you off. so him taking floyd's hat was a shoot floyd wasn't in on that that's why floyd was so mad people like he wasn't really mad yo he was mad he was legitimately mad and the reason why i can tell you that floyd was really pissed off is if you watch the video you can hear kelly swanson who is floyd's publicist yelling oh no stop stop because kelly has always been protective of Floyd's image and he pulls Floyd's coat when Floyd fucks up. And at one instance in particular, I'll tell you guys about, and Cal, I don't think you were there. Remember when Ray Rice hit his girlfriend on the elevator? Yeah. Do you remember when Floyd spoke on it? No, I wasn't okay. there. I believe it was either the first or second Maidana fight. We were doing a round table with Floyd and somebody asked him about Ray Rice and Floyd started to address this. Kelly Swanson comes running from backstage because obviously Floyd's got domestic issues himself. Floyd is protecting Ray Rice in his answer. No, no. <laughs> Kelly's like, no, 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 Floyd stop. No, why did you ask the shit? Let's go, pulls Floyd away. She's very protective. In this situation, she knew that Jake and Floyd were gonna you know, get into it, but as soon as Jake took Floyd's hat, because Floyd just went black. There was no, there was no work anymore. This was now a shoot because, like you said, he got embarrassed. His hair it's wasn't shaved. His head wasn't shaved.
1: Yeah. His, his he let it grow out. It was all bad.
2: Because, like, there's a difference between a shove, which is a work, right? You just shove me, right? Big deal. I'll shove you back. But when you embarrass me as a joke, got your hat. Before, <laughs> if you look at Floyd's face, he was legitimately mad. That yeah. was disrespect. Jake and Logan don't give a shit. Their, their lives are built on pranks. White people prank pranks and black people pranks are two different things. Black people could never do jackass.
1: No, because you take shit way too seriously.
2: Yeah, somebody gonna die.
1: That's how we <laughs> that's
2: how we roll. Like if somebody the things that they do
1: did on Jackass back in the day or the Tom Green show, or maybe Jack, but you could never be Bam Margera's mom and dad. Mm-mm. Like, Phil, when he used to beat Phil's ass, and what he did to Ape, come on, nah, no way. I always watch that show like, I can't believe this shit. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, and that's what social media is now. It's like
2: one big show of jackass, and when Jake took Floyd's hat, it was a bridge too far. And Floyd, like, got legitimately upset, because the fight ain't with, with Jake, the fight is with Logan. There was no antics with Logan and Floyd. So the reason why I don't think Jake and Floyd are fighting like soon, Jake has a lot more money to make before he f- fights uh, Floyd Mayweather. Because the reality is once he loses to Floyd, because Floyd ain't going to fight him and try to carry him like he did Connor, in hope. Like, yeah, it could be a potential rematch. Floyd's going to try to dust his ass. <clears throat> and if that happens, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made, but I think it, it could happen. And but I think it'd be wise for, in Jake's mind, you know, just keep fighting certain people make a lot of money is gonna pay you a ton of money and then eventually yeah you could fight floyd but i don't think it's the, the next immediate step i do think there's actually a lot to i keep saying it a jake and connor fight then yeah I, I like down Connor line. would
1: still have to lose and connor get probably
2: real, i mean let's real desperate
1: it. for a, a payday hey. who connor yeah, he'd have to lose and then get real desperate for a payday. Like he still has the Nate fight on the table, yeah, even if he loses. Like let's let's be real. Let's be real. Connor versus
2: Jake makes more than Connor versus Nate for Connor. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's not really think. desperate. You know, it's like he can always fight Nate. That's I think that's one thing you've said. I think a lot of people. He can always fight Nate. Yeah, it's true. always
1: on the table. All yeah, the time. but
2: you bot you can box Jake because in Connor's mind, he probably thinks I could beat this kid's ass and make a ton of money. Jake's also probably saying, I could beat this fucker's ass and make a ton of money. I feel like logically, because let's be real, a lot of us will sit here and go, Yeah, yeah, Connor probably beat his ass. But then when we watch, we're like, mm, maybe Jake's there's something to Jake Paul in this boxing thing. Hmm. That's an interesting fight. But if Floyd fights Jake. Floyd's beating the shit out of Jake Paul. Like, he's embarrassing him. He carried Connor. He'll beat the shit out of Jake Paul.
1: Yeah, but I think Jake Paul can lose to Floyd. Like, there's there's certain people you can lose to and keep it ticking. And that's one of the guys. Like, it, it's not going to hurt your persona. He'll go right back out, and then people will be talking shit, and he'll knock out, um, what's the name of the troll, Connor's friend? I I forgot his name. Jiu-Jitsu kid. Dylan Dennis. You go right out there after that knock out Dylan Dennis and be right back.
0: You know, like,
1: then take Tommy Fury. Like, because losing to Floyd, everyone loses to Floyd. Connor losing to Floyd didn't stop Connor. It was like, yeah, you lost to Floyd. His biggest thing is is that, again, like you said, he wants to now knock you out. (laughs) So he's going to try to embarrass you. You can lose to Floyd. Can you get Nate Robinson in reverse and then come back?
2: Yeah, Floyd, Floyd ain't, because listen, Floyd and Logan Paul is an exhibition fight. Jake's trying to fight as a pro, right? Yeah, and
1: that'd be if, fifty-one and zero for Floyd.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's a lot of moving parts. Could it happen? Yes. The absurd continues to happen. Like, there's the reason why this is happening is because Floyd cares about money more than legacy, and he's just getting a bunch of money. His legacy, in his mind, is already intact. He's fine. So whatever he does from here on out, because Muhammad Ali fought Antonio Inoki, and it didn't hurt him at all, right? <laughs> like, nobody really remembers it. People know what that sideshow happened, but it is what it is. But Floyd, he's just out here collecting checks. Jake, yeah, he, it could happen. The absurd could happen. But I just feel like with Jake and Triller and the money, because Jake, in all of his fights, he's making the, the most money. Right. And I feel like in his he's, warped he, little mind, he thinks if he fights Floyd, he's the one that should make all the money.
1: No way. Like he'll he'll take the Pacquiao, which is like a blasphemy to say, but he'll take the Pacquiao 60-40. You think so? Yeah. It's Man. it's blasphemous to think they'll offer him the 40. Like I, that's, I know I'm that's just ridiculous. That the, their egos are so crazy because Jake Wait, knows what he brings to the table. Like yeah, let's but just, Connor took 33. Like and Connor was huge. Connor took 66 33 and made out with 100.
2: Yeah, I know, but it was a pro fight as well. And Connor, you know, Connor wanted to box. It was his first fight. There were so many things there. Like, Connor knew he was going back to MMA. Connor still plays by the rules to a degree. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Jake doesn't play by the rules. Taking Floyd's hat was him breaking kayfabe. <laughs> like, he did everything in his power to get under Floyd's skin as a joke because he just doesn't respect him. Floyd running around telling him I'm gonna kill him, motherfucker. At a certain point, Floyd probably kept saying it to be like, "Yeah, he worked himself through a shoot." And they realized, "Oh, this is marketable." But man, he, he'll beat the shit out of poor Jake Paul. He, oh my god, he'll beat that kid up. And a lot of <sighs> people would like to see it. So I'm
1: about know, to say I'd it. like to see it. <laughs> I can't. It could, it could happen. I don't know, but mm,
2: I, I think Jake's gonna go beat up a few other trolls first.
1: At this point, it's safe to say anything could happen. Like, One thing
2: we do know is
1: Logan Paul ain't winning that fight. I wonder if Floyd's no. gonna take this shit out on Logan. No, yeah, and Logan. There's a video of Logan when uh, he finds out that like they had a skirmish or whatever, and there's like the camera catches him and his audio, his mic is still on. Yeah, Dick Showtime posted it. He was like, "Man, what the fuck he do?" And then like comment section, I think he's talking kind of about Floyd, but you could tell he's talking about his brother, and he's just like, "Fuck!" Like you riled him up. Like, That's not what this is supposed to be. We are friendly, He's just gonna let me coast and get paid. If he knocks my ass, that's that's one of those where you look at your little brother and be like, Yo, if he beats my ass, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, that's just one of those situations,
2: dude. I've been like, I've been around both of those guys. I've been I've interviewed Jake. I mean, some of you guys saw me, me and Jake did an interview on the rooftop and it got into with Shane Mosley's people. It was crazy, um, but. Jake and Logan, like, Logan is really a big brother to Jake, and Jake is really, like, he's wild. Like, Logan's kind of calmed down. Yeah, like when, you know, he's when matured I'm, now. Yeah, like, when I'm around Logan, ever since the Suicide Force incident, I, I didn't meet him before that, but you could tell, like, he knows what he's doing, but it's controlled. Jake is, like, completely out of control. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and, it's,
3: and, it's,
2: and it's going to be to his brother's peril, because... He's gonna like this ain't over. We got a month till the fight. You think Jake's not gonna be on social media like every day trolling Floyd Mayweather?
1: He's selling gotcha hat hats right <laughs> now. There's a merch store that is selling gotcha hat hats. The kid Bro, moves fast. He
2: is <laughs> listen. If there's the one troll- thing he
1: knows, he he is very good at the social media game. Yeah, he this is was immaculate.
2: This was the troll Olympics, and the Paul family has just lapped Floyd Mayweather.
1: Floyd used a whole different, whole different age of shit talk. Yeah. Yeah, like, you ready? Right. No, <laughs> these young kids have no scruples. Back, like you know, when you, you'd be outside, like, or you'd be at school and you have bagging contests or you capping everybody going back and forth. Like there were some gentleman rules. That's yeah. kind of like the the Wild Wild West ten paces, right? Like you know, you cool. We got we got rules and regulations to this shit to kind of stop us from punching each other in the face. These kids don't got that. Mm-mm. They'll invade your personal personal space. They'll take your shit off your head. They'll slap you. They'll put their finger in your face. Like they don't they don't have any of those rules. <laughs> I mentioned I, in our I group mean, chat. Like they've never been in real fights before. They've never been no, out they, somewhere and been slapped for their actions. No,
2: that exactly, and that's why they get away with so much shit. And like your ten paces analogy is perfect because ten paces turn in fire. For this generation, the new generation is 10 paces. I'll take three, turn around into the <laughs> yeah. In yeah. That's so good. Oh, that's worse. It's worse to get shot.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's embarrassing. That's all it is, is being trolled and embarrassed. That's all we're dealing with right now. That And the fact that Jake is taking boxing seriously is because he thinks – One of these days, one of these motherfuckers might want to punch me. So I'm going to be good enough to not get punched. And that's exactly what he's doing.
1: He's he's learning how to fight. He's genius because he can no longer just be punched in the face at random. Because if you do, you're just losing money. At this point, no matter what he does, people have to restrain themselves because the money is in fighting him in the ring. So even if Floyd wanted to beat his ass at some point, and this is where, like, the Kelly Swansons of the world and his, you know, the Leonard Ellibys, they're smart enough to be like, yo, grab Floyd. No, 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 because you're not fucking up the money. You can't punch this kid when he takes your hat no more. All the money is punching him in the ring. So, you got so he's not even, he went in the back of his pickup truck in L.A. and threw eggs at Dylan Dennis during, like, a, a commercial shoot. Like, with with no care. Like, he had no fear of getting punched, slapped, shot, nothing. It's all a game.
3: Incredible.
1: Oh, man. Shit's incredible. Um, Before we hit the break, the one repercussion that we've seen kind of roll out of this is, for the first time, we've seen Triller blink. It's a staring match. They seem to be out-muscling everyone. They got Teofimo in the bid from Top Rank. They they bet what they bid three times the amount of Top Rank. to his match room in the zone. Like they didn't care. But this time, it goes to show you Floyd is always the top dog. Because Floyd was like, I'm going on a Sunday, not a Saturday. Not he didn't even pick the holiday. Like he could have went a week earlier. And it's a three day weekend and fought on a Sunday. No, because he kind of likes Devin Haney. Right? Like, Devin's his dude. He trains him in Mayweather He's like, nah, I'm not going to shit on Devin. I can't shit on Tank two weeks after. I'm going to just go on a Sunday. Because I don't give a fuck about Theo Fimo and whatever Triller card. Oh, you have Holyfield fighting? That's cute. And Triller blinked. It was like, yeah, we got to move the fight. A pro fight. An undisputed, uh, if you want, unified title fight. A real-ass fight that matters. They moved it for Floyd and Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be
2: stupid, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> if, Floyd, if Floyd wants to date and Floyd takes the weekend and both fights are in Miami, and you're going to ask people this economy to buy two pay-per-views. I mean, you go know, first. It doesn't matter. Because you know the people, like, the entertainment value is with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. People aren't paying, like, you're losing people to a real fight. Yeah. Like, if it was Jake Paul fighting, yeah, they'd probably do it. But it's an actual title fight. And the reality is, George Cambosis is a good fighter, but nobody knows the fuck he is. And Tia Fimo is just really getting on because he beat Vasily Lomachenko. Yep. And other than that, he's, his popularity is not remotely close to Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So why would you go head to head? You just take the L and move the date. Because otherwise you're going to lose money. And then on top of that, it's like, who's going to go fill up the house on both of those. Well, no, is truly even going to have a crowd. I don't yeah. think they were going to have a crowd. Oh, I thought they were.
1: Maybe not. So. If I, I
2: remember don't... correctly, I don't think they were going to have a crowd. So Floyd and Logan are doing this at hard rock stadium and they were going to fill that bitch up or try to. They're still going to try. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Tia female, like moving the date, maybe they even consider the location to try to get people in attendance. So I get it, but yeah, they had to blink. It sucks, but if they want to stay in business, Triller's spending a lot of money. You can't, every little penny that you can pinch counts.
1: And you do those type that. of broadcasts with live fans? That's the other question. Yeah. Because you have the stage, the ring, the performance monkey bar looking things that they got. Um, The slap thing was backstage. I'm not sure if their, their setup is built for live fans. So now you're asking to just dominate pay-per-view and pay-per-view only. And then now you're sandwiched. If you say reports are going to move back to the 19th, cool. People just spent money on Floyd on the 6th. You're trying to give them another paycheck, theoretically, to buy you. But Tank is the next week. Exactly. Tank is the next
2: week. So it, it's so, going to be tricky. Triller is also, that card also has the debut of Chad Ochocinco. Child, please. And he's boxing. And I don't know who gives a shit no, about Chad. The Floyd
1: card does, not Triller.
2: Says, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Which, yeah. Nobody can shit. Um, but, I mean, the trailer card doesn't really have much else going for it in terms of... I mean, Holyfield is cool. It ain't Tyson. No, no, no. You know? It's not Tyson. I mean, you know, everything else, like, it was, it was all about Jake Paul. That whole thing was about Jake Paul.
1: What you can't do now if you're Triller is fake the funk and give false numbers. No. Because if you say... You move to date. You say... Thiel did 1.3. Well, we just saw Jake do like 1.5. So people were kind of like, okay, maybe I believe that.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: If you say Teal did 1.3 on a brand-ass new date, sandwiched in between these other two pay-per-views, with just Evander Holyfield, then then you're looking funny in the light.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I mean, you know, you you, you just gotta it. you gotta bite the bullet and
1: be like, yo, this did five hundred,
2: like yeah, whatever it did. It's just like, hey, it. man, we we cleaned up with Jake Paul.
1: We can afford,
2: like we're, yeah. we're spending money. Every
1: pay-per-view ain't huge. No, it's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Sometimes you gotta take the L. So uh, we're actually going to head to break because when we come back, we're going to talk about boxing that happened last week and boxing that's coming up, including Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders. So you guys don't go anywhere. Plenty more combat sports to come right after this. The economy is made up of real people doing real
2: stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Show
1: All right, just that quick, we are back. You know what? I thought we were going to start by talking about Ruiz Ariola, the fight that happened last weekend. But actually, we haven't touched on I don't think my memory's going. That's how you can tell I'm getting older. Um, Felix Verdejo today was indicted on the killing of a 27-year-old pregnant woman in Puerto Rico. It's It's not a bizarre story. It is a sad story for the woman, her family um Verdejo's young child who is now theoretically possibly you know guilty until proven is or i mean innocent until proven guilty but the child might grow up without a father um you know it's, it's sad for a lot of people i am not sad for him if what has now come out in these details are true it's the biggest waste of talent i have arguably ever seen because there's no comeback from this
2: no, um I in mean, boxing. In
1: boxing. I mean, yeah, in boxing.
2: Okay.
1: In I boxing. Not Aaron Hernandez. Like in boxing yeah, specifically. Be, no, there's is. there's 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 other people who've done dumb shit. But in boxing specifically, this kid was supposed to be Miguel Cotto. Yeah. He was supposed to be Felix Felix Trinidad. He was supposed to be the next guy, he goes to the Olympics, signs the deal. And not only was he a disappointment first in the ring, he was just a disappointment everywhere possible it's okay to not reach your potential in the ring shit happens sometimes you're not as good as you thought cool whatever he is a fuck up everywhere and it's people in puerto rico i'm talking to my family cousins shit, like. people are in disbelief like yeah. they, they won't even mention his name he's like voldemort
2: i mean the only person immediately that comes to mind is edwin valero You remember the Valero story.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because Valero was annihilating fighters. Like he was killing opponents. And then he went and was suspected of killing his wife. And then he went and killed himself. That arguably might be a bigger waste of time because Edwin was on his way. Redejo was always already had fallen off, right? Nevertheless, this story about Valero. Verdejo is, God, man, like when I think about it, it's like, yo, get a girl pregnant. You know, you're married. He's married, right? He was married.
1: He was married. Yes, he was.
2: Uh, Get a girl pregnant. Your wife, you don't want your wife to find out. So you're like, fuck it. Let's kill her. Do you watch CSI, sir? Do you watch anything? SV, SVU? There's 20 seasons of SVU. Like, do you watch any of this shit? And, like, so the story that I've seen, um, correct me if I'm missing any details, he texts her to meet at a certain place, picks her up, punches her in the face, injects her with something, him and his friend, tie her up, put some, like, weights, rocks or something, throw her overboard, and then then shoot into the the ocean or the river.
1: Correct. Because she wasn't sinking fast enough. So he decided to try to shoot her. Bruh. You punched her in the face
2: for starters. And then you injected her with something. Then you threw her overboard. Then you fired a gun. Yep. Nine o'clock in the morning, by the way. I'm, I'm saying,
1: how bad do you want to get caught? You've you're a man who travels, right? Yes. Like I grew up going to this island. Like Puerto Rico is home for me. The bridge he threw her off of, allegedly, because I mean whatever he is accused of throwing her off of is like going to the strip and tossing someone off the Tropicana walkway. It's absurd. It is the, I'd say the busiest bridge in Puerto Rico. If not second, my family lives in Canovanas, which is right over that bridge on the way to Carolina and all that stuff. Like, you go from San Juan in the busy hotels over that way because that's where uh, like the rainforest is, which is a huge um, tourist attraction. The glow in the dark beach is also over this bridge. Like it's a busy bridge. That's where people commute because they come in to work in San Juan. Nine o'clock in the morning, damn near rush hour. He threw off the busiest bridge in Puerto Rico. If you've ever been to an island, it's not like. Islands are overly developed, right? Not like from third world countries, but it's not the United States. There are places in the islands where I could go with my cell phone and you ain't finding me for a month. Like deep in the islands. Again, we have a rainforest, like a real deal Has rainforest. He threw off a bridge that everyone crosses every day. I'm so confused. Like, it just, I got families that live in the mountains. It takes me an hour and a half up the mountains to get to them. He was just dumb. Dumb. There's no good way to kill someone. You shouldn't kill anybody. But he's just dumb. I just, listen, man, people he's, have illegitimate kids
2: all the time. Like, dudes make mistakes. Bro, my, my family,
1: bro, like, listen. <laughs> listen, Puerto Ricans, I love my people. We are one. I know so many Puerto Ricans with second families. People in my family got full second ass families. Like I, it happens a lot. I have tios that are not offsprings or cousins that are not offsprings of my tios and theos at all. Like, oh, where did this person come? Oh, no, nah, nah, yeah, that's that's your tio, blah, blah. But he's not from, no, 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 don't worry about that. Like, oh, okay. So we just randomly took a trip to the South Bronx, came back with a new uncle for me. Cool. Like, this wild shit. Like, this, this is, if you're an Islander, if you're from, like, you understand this shit happens. I'm not sure what he was thinking. Like, what, child support? It's someone, the woman, again, he knew since middle school. They were in the same class together in middle school. There's reports that she might have been his first girlfriend ever. Whatever it may be, family like lifelong friends. What? That's
3: crazy.
2: She
1: had his diamond tattooed on her back, and reportedly that's how his logo, the diamond logo, and reportedly that's how her family had to identify her. This, I mean,
2: oh man,
1: I, what? Maybe he thought his wife was gonna kill.
2: I don't. I don't know. It, I, it's just, I cannot believe this. in this poor girl and this unborn child. Like, what kind of monster are you? You know, Felix Verdejo he tricked off his career when he had that motorcycle accident. We all knew something was wrong then.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
2: know what I'm saying? But this, this is absurd. Aaron Hernandez was like the goofiest criminal ever. Like that whole, that that thing was just dumb. Is Some he far behind? behind? No, you're right. This isn't far behind. This This is bizarre.
1: It, it really is. And then, obviously, you know, he signed the top rank ESPN. I mean, I just covered one of his fights, the Nakatani fight, where he damn near almost won, and then got mollywobbed, like, in the last 10 rounds or the last uh, two rounds of the 12-round fight. Like, it's – he loses in the dumbest ways. But he started that fight, dropped Nakatani three times. <clears throat> it would look like one of his best performances. So, with all that, like, it's crazy to think colleagues of mine – Um, people I'm constantly around looked him in his eyes three months ago. Yeah, that's scary. Like to just know you were looking at a killer. Like, what? It's a fucking crazy story. So anyway, he was indicted. Today, um, no bail. His ass will sit. There's regulations in place in Puerto Rico to try to make sure people don't kill him. We shall see. People are crafty in Puerto Rico. (laughs) motherfuckers don't play um, so we shall see how that goes, but man, wild story all around. Uh talking about boxing though itself, and not people who have thrown their whole life away. Andy Ruiz came back, first fight with Team Canelo last weekend. First is Chris Ariola, great shape, looked amazing coming into the fight. To be fair, Ariola did as well.
2: He looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, like Ariola was two thirty. Yeah. I was like, God damn, I got to get in the gym heavy. Like everybody, like everybody's putting me. I saw, I saw Fury at the top Ring gym the other day. Fury's like 260, 255. Like, damn, everyone's losing weight. Like I, I got to pick it up. I mean, I lost my nice little 20 pounds this year, but I'm not on pace. Like they're putting me to shame. So uh, not yet, like just looking. And I was like, damn, they both look in really good shape. They come into this fight. And first round, oh, Andy Ruiz looks good. Second round, gets greedy, gets dropped. And one thing we didn't talk about on last week's episode, which for some reason I completely forgot, as tough as Andy Ruiz is, Joshua put him down. Yeah. Like he gets hit, he gets dropped. He's just tough enough to get back up. So he gets back up, make sure he doesn't take, make that mistake again. Looks good, opens up later on in the fight. The scorecards are very wide. I think it was a closer fight than what they gave it credit for. But CompuBox had him up on a lot of rounds. Cool, he wins the fight. And then now is, is and Chris Ariola cuts a very funny promo about the judges. So, uh, but Areola kind of accepted that he lost. But now for Andy Ruiz, I'm looking forward. I was like, damn, there's all these good fights for him. But his chin worries me. And when you lose weight, usually it doesn't help your chin. Like guys who go down and weight in the UFC. It's never really helping your chin if you were chinny already. I'm not necessarily worried about Andy Ruiz's chin. Oh, I don't know. He doesn't, I don't know if he eats a Deontay Wilder punch. I mean, not that, who, not that many people can. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, you know, that, that's one example.
2: Like Anthony Joshua's, was arguably one of the top two finishers in the heavyweight division, him and Deontay Wilder. And Ruiz weathered that storm and then knocked him out. So I'm not necessarily concerned about Ruiz's chin. Um, because he looked, he was in great shape. He got caught. It's heavyweights. I mean, these motherfuckers get hit, right? Yeah. He's, he's only, he lost to uh, Joseph Parker, which if anybody saw that fight, a lot of people thought Ruiz won. I thought it was really close. Could have won either way. Lost a decision to Joshua, and that's the only two fights he's lost. Yep. So I'm not necessarily concerned with his chin. I'm very interested in see who they match him up with. It looks like it might be Luis Ortiz, which I actually like that fight, even though I don't know how old Luis Ortiz is.
1: He might be <laughs> seventy by the time they fight. I have no idea. <laughs> there's pictures. Yo, red side note, but there's a picture that came on the internet, and everyone's like, "Yo, Babe Ruth is Dominican." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luis Ortiz, Ortiz is right next to him in that picture. If you scroll to the right, you see Ortiz chilling with Babe Ruth. That's how old, old that Ortiz picture. is. Yeah, he's old in that picture.
2: <laughs> God damn it! But I'd like to see uh, Luis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz. I also like to see Dillian White and Luis Ortiz. I mean, uh, in uh, Andy Ruiz. I think that's a good yeah. fight. Parker running of, it back like that's not a bad fight. Parker just
1: won.
3: Yeah,
1: not a bad I mean, fight.
2: I, there's options for Andy Ruiz. I. I'm not on the bandwagon of wanting to see Deontay and Andy Ruiz right now because I feel like Deontay's been away for a while and I almost don't mind him fighting Dillian White, right? Like, I, I don't know if I want to see Deontay and Andy Ruiz right now.
1: It's true. Dillian White is no easy
2: no easy task either. No, he's not at all. He's not at all. But he got obliterated by Anthony Joshua back in the day. But I just when I look at Deontay Wilder, I'm like, yeah, he's – Man, he's been away for for a while, and it hasn't really been that long. I mean, it was last February, but it feels yeah. like – nobody feels like he's, yeah, like, close to booking a fight right now.
1: No, but Tyson Fury's been away equally as long, so.
2: Yeah, so who knows? But we all know the problem with Deontay Wilder. It's, you know, when we talk pro wrestling, the Giant's been slayed, and it, can he figure it out? Is he going to go back to the drawing board? There's so many things here. But with Andy Ruiz, I think he's just got plenty of options. He looked great. Unfortunately, Chris Ariel being 40 years old, there's not really much left for him to do, right? He'll probably take another fight or
1: two and yeah. call it a day. He's earned himself gatekeeper status if he wants it.
2: Well, he's been gatekeeper status. That, that hasn't changed. He's fought pretty much every... I mean, shit, he fought a Klitschko. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, like now he could have just been washed and no one's booking him and it could have been over, but his performance was good enough to the point of, yeah, we'll keep him as gatekeeper, like for the next generation. Shit, I don't know
2: how long you want that to last. Like next generation, he's 40. Who's who's next?
1: Oh, the next generation is here already. Like, if you can swing it, like there's Daniel Dubois coming up, who needs a bounce back fight sooner or later, right? Like when uh because he just lost not too long ago. But you're looking at him, um, top rank has uh big baby Anderson coming up as well. You're... Um there's Oh, I forgot the old boy's name. He's in Team Canelo, too. A Cuban heavyweight. He's really good. His name escapes me. Um, so he's there as well with Team Canelo. So there's some there's some people who could use, who aren't, you know, four years away. But they might be two years away. <laughs> and, like, right now, he's a good guy if you're two years away to start notching names. Like, I would say Ariola Stavern. Those type of guys are in that category where it's time to start feeding them to these young kids.
2: All right. Well, I don't know if I want to necessarily... I don't know how fighters feel about that. Like, you get at a certain age, he's like, I want to feed you to a young fighter. It's like, hey, fuck <laughs> you, man. I can still fight. I wonder if anybody, like, says that. I ain't the guy, man. Put me in there with that old, another old person I can beat.
1: I'll put <laughs> these young people in there with me. But Nah, man. The, if the paper makes sense, you put enough money on the table, be like, how much to get knocked out? All right. They look at the guy's KO <laughs> record, like, oh. 96% knockout percentage. Oh, my bank account. All right, let's do this. So, like, you know, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Um, this weekend, about to make a ton of dollars, Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders. According to Eddie Hearn, it has broke the record for the most attended fight in boxing history in the United States, held by Ali previously. In, in this in the panorama? In the middle of it, like, I guess this shit's over. I but mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I ain't being around 70,000 nothing. You couldn't hell? put me around 70,000 goldfish right now. Goldfish? They're, they're harmless. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but, yeah, you know, like, I'm, nothing. I ain't going around 70,000 nothing right now.
2: Yeah, I ain't ready. For like, I ain't ready for that. But every, apparently everybody else is, and it's a Canelo fight, so kudos to him what i want to talk about though like this is a big fight in terms of canelo taking another step to become the first undisputed super metalweight champion in the four belt era but while the fight is big there are a few things this week that have stuck out to me one billy joe saunders is out here to piss canelo off (laughs) it's a bold strategy cotton dog i I, yeah (laughs) i can't like, you know, the, the, argue, the debate about the ring size and the not showing up for the initial the grand arrivals and then, you know, him talking shit. His and team like, talking shit. Canelo cursing yeah, back at them. And, you know, there's people like, Canelo's out of sorts. And I'm like, listen, guys, this is a fighter who negotiated the release of his kidnapped brother during a fight week. You think he's worried about somebody talking shit to him?
1: He's been in with much better shit talkers. I mean, he too, like this, and Billy Joe's doing a good job. Like he's selling the fight. He's trying to psych himself up. But when it comes to being in the ring, don't poke the bear. Listen,
2: man, I just, there's, I've done a few things this week. For those who seen it, I did my buy the numbers piece where I did a ton of research on both fighters and their statistics, right? One of the things that surprised me is Billy Joe Saunders has the lowest punch output of any champion right now. No, barely yeah. throws over 40 punches around. he doesn't throw over 40 punches around sorry doesn't he's only knocked out four people in his last 15 fights none of them were quality opponents right he's great defensively which was fantastic against David Lemieux but I went back and watched his fights with Andy Lee and Chris Eubank Jr. before Chris Eubank Jr. got much better and Billy Joe Saunders got tired late in the fight not hmm. and he always fights at the level of his competition when this fight was first announced I think everybody said Canelo by decision. Saunders has never been knocked out. He's a really good boxer. Canelo by decision. You've pissed Canelo off. Canelo's going to try to knock Billy Joe Saunders the fuck out. I, there's no doubt in my mind that between the ring thing, um, the chase, and Canelo's new attitude, which I'm going to talk about in a second, I think he's going to go after Saunders, and it will be competitive for like three rounds, and Canelo's going to apply pressure because he knows Saunders tires late and he's going to work that body and they try to either make him quit or knock him out. Mm. I think this is about to get be it'll be entertaining for the first few rounds. I I think Billy Joe Saunders is a great fighter, but if you can't if you can't keep Canelo off of you, you're in trouble. Gennady Golovkin hit him with heavy shots. Canelo didn't blink. No, everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah, I am I look Billy, yeah, you poke like you're shaking the cage, right? Like you're shaking the cage, but you didn't realize that the gate was left open. And now the, the gorilla is gonna come out and smash your head against the cage. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think it's gonna be fun. I'm picking, I'm picking Canelo by
1: knockout. I'm still gonna go with decision. But you know, when I look at it, it's one of those things, it's one of, if not my favorite, Conor McGregor quote. But when he said when he was at the height of his powers, he was like, you got to have you got to have measurables coming to me. He was like, you, you got to be tall or long, like no one my size or average is going to beat me. And at that time, no one like that would have beat Connor. But that's how I feel about Canelo. That's how I feel about John Jones, like in the UFC. It's like you, you got to have something different. You got to have measurables to even threaten them. We see Callum Smith went the whole way. He had measurables. It helped him survive. If you don't got that, like, Billy Joe Saunders, you got good defense, but against who? That's what I'm saying. Because no one's as fast as Canelo was, and you're not as fast as Canelo is. If defense is your best thing, I'd argue he has better defense now than you. Bro, he does. So, So what? So... Your best thing isn't even better than his fifth best thing. Look, look,
2: man, look. When I did the by the numbers, when Canelo fought Floyd, Floyd landed 48% of his punches, which is fucking absurd. 48%. Since then, only one person has landed more than 30% of their punches on Canelo. That was Gennady Golovkin.
1: Oh. I, thought it'd, be, was, I thought it'd be Lara because of low output.
2: Nope. Lara was 28%. Okay. After that, no fighter has landed over 20% of their punches against Canelo. So if you take the strategy of Billy Joe Saunders, low punch output and Canelo's defensive effectiveness, that neutralizing his opponents from landing shots, that head movement, the upper body movement is incredible. Insane. How is Billy Joe Saunders going to win this fight? He doesn't punch enough. He can't bust the great. Like defense like he wants the bigger ring canelo's like cool because all canelo's gonna do is try to cut off the ring
1: and go to the body he's gonna slow billy joe saunders down yeah that shit could be the entire football field give him 100 yards canelo still walk him down somehow and (laughs) i also
2: want to be clear billy joe saunders is a good fighter look at that resume david lemieux Gennady busted him out of there quick Mm -hmm. That, that wasn't even a fight and Gennady and canelo went 12 rounds twice Billy Saunders went 12 rounds, looked great against Lemieux, but Lemieux's not an accurate puncher. He's a big puncher, but he's not an accurate puncher. And that's like the best fight on his resume. Andy Lee, Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it.
1: Eubank Jr. would be the best one when it's all said and done.
2: When, I mean, but,
1: he fought but, him when Eubank
2: was green as hell.
1: Yeah, but he didn't fight this version. Exactly. It's like yeah. Floyd saying, yeah, I beat Canelo. Yeah, yeah you did, but yeah, I mean, you, you yeah. would beat this Canelo. Yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't
2: think this I think this fight could be entertaining, but I think Canelo's just got too much, he's too good. Which brings me to my second point. Canelo is 30 years old. He just got out of this deal with Oscar De and he's with a golden boy and he's been trashing Oscar at every turn. <laughs> if you play pay very close attention to what Canelo's doing, and right before we started this podcast, I just dropped the you know, Canelo appeared on Eddie Hearn's podcast and was just speaking English in the interview. Now, for those of us who've been around Canelo for years, he's always completely understood English. He just didn't like how his English sounded. Yep. So if you talk to Canelo, he'll respond to you in English when the cameras aren't on, but he wasn't comfortable. I used to sit in meetings with the and I used to always say, Canelo's limiting his marketability because he doesn't speak English. Little did I know at the time, Canelo just really hated Golden Boy. He didn't <laughs> want to do anything for them. And, all, you know, obviously it all came to fruition as – You know, Golden Boy promised when I was at the zone, they promised the triple G fight. Canelo never and I and I I will tell you to this hand to God. When Canelo signed his deal, and when Triple G signed his deal, they promised Triple G the Canelo fight. There was never anything in Canelo's contract that said he would fight Triple G. It wasn't there. I can tell you that firsthand. Because Triple G wasn't even there yet. And Canelo also had a clause that if he was to fight somebody like a, ma- a big star, like he would get a play a flat rate for all his fights. But if it was another Triple G fight, a Floyd fight, or Pacquiao, he would negotiate that fight. So when Golden Boy promised that the Canelo fight, Canelo was like, no, I never signed that. And that's what led to all this, but it was ugly. But the whole point was Canelo is now busting out of his shell. What you're now seeing is a Canelo that's talking more, speaking English
1: in his interviews—that speaking English is a big deal. It's a yeah. huge deal, and he does it pretty well. He was on yeah. the Tyson podcast um, with Cejudo yeah. and everything. Yeah, like he's
2: fair. It's very good. He's got he's got good English. He understands everything. But now he can do like commercials if he wants to. Yeah, he mm-hmm. can do an he can do a Footlocker commercial if he wants to a Nike commercial. like he can do deals in the states. Yep, that he couldn't do before. He his another thing I'll say at the zone. Um, yeah, who gives a fuck what are they gonna do to me? Uh, so before the Saunders fight, around the count before the Callum Smith fight, when they were talking about the Saunders fight for the first time, um, Canelo was supposed to fight in Japan at the Tokyo Dome. Yep. And that was like a done deal before COVID. But the idea was Canelo was clear that he wants to be a global superstar. And he loves what Anthony Josh was doing, right? In terms of like that level of marketability. And he liked that Anthony Joshua came to the States, even though he lost Canelo understood and Canelo took that and was like, Hmm, I can be a global superstar. Just polish up my English and fight everywhere. That's what he wanted to do. Now he's paired up with Eddie Hearn, right? Which is complete slap in the face to the golden boy. (laughs) And Eddie Hearn, look, say what you want, man's a, a brilliant promoter. So now they've, they're joined forces and Eddie's like, yeah, you can fight here. You can fight there. You can fight. Like obviously the plan after this is to fight Caleb plant become super middleweight champion. Undisputed. But other than that, he wants to go to Tokyo dome still. He wants to go to all these places. He wants to broaden his base. The man is 30 years old, dog. He's just entering his prime boxing years. He hasn't reached his full form yet. That's scary. This dude could, I mean, He's got, he had a monster contract with the zone, but man, you know how much upside that Canelo has. I don't want to disrespect Floyd. I'm not going to say he's going to be bigger than Floyd, but there is potential there to be, could be huge. He could, he really, like he could, he's at the point now in his career, like he could fight just about anybody, but the thing that separates Canelo from everybody else and could be to his detriment, is he likes tough competition. People will tell me, oh, he's been cherry-picking fights. He fought Gennady Golovkin twice, guys. That's not a cherry-pick.
1: Yeah, regardless if you like the outcome or not. I mean, I know what my eyes told me about those fights. But regardless of that, he fought them. But he likes to fight the best
2: that's out there. He does not like to take soft fights. And people will say, well, what about Yadiram? That was a mandatory. Like, yes, he fought Miguel Cotto because it was Miguel Cotto, right? (laughs) Like, he fought Shane Mosley, but that was before all that shit. He fought, like you, Calum Smith, people like, Calum's not good. Calum was a champ. What are you guys talking about? Who has he not fought? And then people say, well, here's a fought Charlo. What? Dude, if you, like, hold Charlo's resume up in the light, hmm, kind of fuzzy. But I guarantee you, if Charlo got a belt at 68, if he went and fought Caleb Plant and beat him, you think Canelo's not going to be like, oh, I'll fight him. Canelo doesn't care. It's yep. probably the best thing about Canelo Alvarez. If I, I've sat with him in interviews, I named names to him and he's like, I'll fight them all. And he's dead ass serious. When he, the Kovalev fight, he was like, all right, cool. Light heavyweight? Why not? He'll fight anybody. So this, this, this is just a little step in seeing the next version of Canelo Alvarez, which is already the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Already, probably the, the number one star in boxing. And it's just going to get bigger. All you got to do is keep winning. man, let that man do what? What's what's the biggest
1: commercial he could do right now? Because it's coming. Let him do a music video
2: with Bad Bunny or some shit.
1: Yeah, which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's stay rocking the Jay Balvin stuff. Um, I mean, he was just on the golf course with Zeke. Is my man going to get a Jordan deal? Like, I'm
2: serious, man. Like, yeah, it's, he's... This, sky's the limit. The one thing about Floyd that he didn't do, and it wasn't to his detriment because Floyd controlled everything. Floyd didn't sponsor, like, much of anything. You never no. saw
1: Floyd in a commercial. You never saw any of that. it didn't fit the persona. They didn't fit the heel persona necessarily. So it wasn't on brand necessarily. So, I mean, he made the smart moves, but I think Canelo, you're right. Like Floyd didn't have a country behind him. No. He had countries rooting for him to lose. Yes. It's different when you have an entire country behind you and then you're now collecting even more and more and more. And, and,
2: and. Canelo doesn't have boring fights.
1: No, 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 no. That's the other thing. Like, you can say what you want. Like, people used to be like, oh, I hate Floyd's fights, and I can't say that about Canelo. No, like, I love Floyd's fights because they're, they're technically brilliant. And when I watch them,
2: like this like, this is brilliant. It's like art. But who likes to watch chess, right? Like, nobody really likes to watch chess except for a few people. People like to watch people get smashed over the head. Canelo can do both. It's yep. the craziest thing I've seen about Canelo is that he took a style and then he fought Floyd. And then he was like, hmm, I cannot get hit and make it fun. He's the freakiest string, Like, it's the most unique Mexican style boxer we have ever seen. I used to think that it was Juan Manuel Marquez because the master ca- counterpuncher, he didn't brawl all the time, but he could. Yeah. He does all that stuff. It's crazy. Crazy how good he is. I still think the fight that will eventually get made I don't know, uh, I don't know. At 68, I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering how high up
1: Errol Spence can go. I think Spence could. Not not soon, but I don't think you have to. There's a, to my knowledge, I think Canelo's six months younger than Errol Spence. Which is, again. <laughs> so it's, it's mind-boggling. Um, so there's no rush for Canelo necessarily. Like Spence is, is older than Canelo. So he at 33... 34 years old, I think can get his body up to that weight and have a mega fight. Granted, he has to keep winning. Um, We'll see if he fights Bud. It'd be great if he did stuff to heighten his profile um, between then and the Canelo fight. But still, I, I think that's a very achievable fight. And then again, there's a whole wave of young kids just coming and Benavidez is leading that charge. That's the one thing Floyd has that Canelo doesn't. And Triple G could have been, but it just, I don't know, it never manifested. He doesn't have that true foil. No. Well, I mean, it's weird because he did already. Gennady Golovkin. There was no, like, true closure. He beat him twice. The best thing for Floyd was always the what if with Manny Pacquiao. No, no, no. You're right.
2: I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Because, like, what I'm saying is like Manny burst on the scene, right. And he just started climbing weight classes, like a maniac. Like nobody really saw that coming from Barrera morale Marquez. Then he beat up David Diaz. Then he beat the shit out of Oscar De La Hoya. And then at a certain point it was like, Oh, it was a groundswell to see Manny versus Floyd Canelo fought Gennady at the height of his powers. Right. Yep. And, and Canelo was only like, what, at that fight, 28 or 27. Which is yeah, like he 26. had
1: 26. He's just 30 now. Yeah, so he was so, like 26. First, so week. he
2: fought, he fought, he had his foil already. And now that he's 30, he can have another one in the next five years. Who's to say that Errol Spence doesn't rampage he, the next few weight classes?
1: Triple G was like to me, like Manny versus Marquez, right? Like they had brawls, their styles matched so well. That's like the same I get from Triple G, Canelo, but Manny's foil was always Floyd. It's what the the anticipation and the big money. Like Canelo doesn't have that foil where it's like, I demand to see this because that happened so early. Like Marquez, Manny happened so early that it was like, cool. We just want to see that again, but it's not like the dream fight. Like it's not, batman chasing the joker it's batman beating the shit out of the local thug that he always fights or or, you know like someone he always he always goes head to head with every week it's not like the big boss in a video game it's like the guy you see four times
2: in fairness you're right because the thing is is that gennady wasn't a superstar like manny pacquiao was yeah right like manny was he was box office as well So you had like two trains killing it on the pay-per-view scene, and they were also they they had starkly different styles, you know, Filipino versus African American. You had all those things going for it. Where offense versus defense, like there was a lot. And yeah, um, and then the the fight ended up stinking to a lot of people because Floyd just watched them because he fought too damn I
1: rewatched that fight the other day, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't bad if you like Floyd. People's yeah. expectations, even for a Floyd fight, Manny let his hands go a lot. Floyd was landing a little bit. It wasn't the most boring Floyd fight I've ever seen either. Like it was. It was a pretty good fight. People's no, expectations just, were huge. He just neutralized Manny. Like anybody yeah. who watched Floyd and likes
2: Floyd fights knew this was going to happen.
1: Yeah, they wanted Manny to do better and Floyd to get hurt to increase the drop. But no, like it was a good fight. It was just Floyd heavy.
2: Yeah. So with Canelo, it, I don't. I don't... You're right, because I don't know if there'll be another big star. He'd have to fight like Anthony Joshua <laughs> or Ryan Garcia, because there's like nobody out there
1: that's big enough
2: yet. Who yeah. say that person won't come along in the next five years?
1: Exactly. Berlanga would have to be what Benavidez is already, <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. tough.
3: But yeah,
1: Berlanga has the, the stars around him, the little Wayne, to talk him up. You know, he could be on... ESPN or first take and sit down with all this like Berlanga could be a pay-per-view guy coming out with Fat Joe wrapping him out and you know fight at the Barclays every year like he could bring that yeah he just has to keep winning yeah which is tough which is very (laughs) tough it's it's no no easy thing because
2: Broner was supposed to be the next big superstar and then he just stopped winning stopped caring
1: yeah I mean and to the degree Manny was so special because Manny didn't have to keep winning Manny was hot whenever Win, yeah. loss, draw doesn't matter. I mean, God, like damn, losing man. to Tim Bradley, losing to oh, I forgot the guy from Australia's name even right now. Who Jeff Horn? Jeff Horn. Like none of that phased Manny at all. His star never, never, never dropped.
2: No, he. I mean, again, there's people that blame Floyd for that fight taking so long, but it wasn't Floyd. It, I mean, guys, it was Manny. <laughs> Because he didn't want to do the drug test. He had a thing yeah. with needles and all that other bullshit. Like that fight was supposed to I was on the conference call. It was supposed to happen. Floyd was like drug testing. Manny was like, I don't like needles. Floyd was like, well, we can't do this. Let's drug testing. And Floyd's reasoning at the time was rational. He was like, nobody moves up and, and knocks out more people. That's not how this works. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like- it, it, just, it just defied the law of physics. It was like. So you mean to tell me you went from 108 pounds and knocked out maybe 50% of your opponents and then you moved up to 47 and knocked out like 80% of your opponents? That doesn't work. And I always <laughs> say, like James Tony moved up in weight, the hands don't get bigger. Your hands are still small. Yep. Manny was just obliterating people. Yo, go back and watch the De La Hoya fight. He beat the piss out of Oscar De La Hoya. That, that's, now
1: when he knocked out Ricky Hatton, Jesus. On this day for that was like last week. I just posted that. That just laying down in the middle of the monster energy drink logo. (laughs) Boy, it was like perfectly placed. I was there
2: for that. (laughs) And so like when Floyd said, you know, he wanted drug testing. I was like, yeah, okay. And Manny was the one who was like, no. And then it was disputing over money and all that other shit. But it was the drug test that killed it.
1: It And it happened at the right time financially. Yeah. yeah. They both cashed out.
2: they, They did well, but, you know, Canelo doesn't have that just yet. But at this point... Mexican superstar. He'll probably at this rate be the greatest Mexican fighter ever. If he, continue, if he were to win out for the rest of his career, he passes like Manzón, Chávez, he passes. Oh, all I, guys.
1: I agree. And I don't even think he's that far away. He doesn't he's even really, have to go perfect.
2: He's like 30, dog. He's yeah, like 30. By,
1: by 32, I think we can have the conversation. That's he's a,
2: insane.
1: By the end of 2021, when he is 31 years old, he could be undisputed champion. At 160, 168, excuse me. Come on. Like, we can have that discussion at the end of this year. Yeah. If we wanted to. So, so yeah, uh, no, that's. I mean,
2: you know, before we go to break and talk MMA,
1: he still has to win this
2: weekend. He does. Because if, if he doesn't win this weekend and you guys listen to this podcast after the fight, we sound like complete idiots.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to say he wins. (laughs) my prediction stands. Uh, Let's hit that break. When we come back real quick, we're going to touch on the UFC. Um, A fight that's supposed to happen next weekend has moved, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Dominic Reyes getting elbowed to oblivion and then preview this weekend's fight. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. And start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day.
2: Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Just that quick, we are back for the home stretch. Not too much MMA to talk about. But Dre, next week, we lost a good fight temporarily. Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards moves back to June. Stacked June card now. But we lose that fight. There'll still be a five-rounder. Nate Diaz says he has a little injury. Is this better to... It's never good to have a little nagging injury. But is the four weeks going to help Nate? Or is this injury pretty much like, oh, shit, it's a wrap? a little bit hard to beat Leon anyway. He wasn't beating Leon Edwards. Uh, Nate Diaz
2: was going to lose this fight. So none of this matters. Um, you know who it's, it sucks for Leon Edwards. He's like, God oh, damn. Again. Every Again. time he gets a fight, <laughs> something happens. Yep. So, And the only way he can, this actually may work in Nate Diaz's favor because Leon at some point has got to be overtrained, right? Like, it's not like he's sure. not been in the gym, but every time he focuses on the fight, the date moves. And now, you know, the, the Muhammad fight happened and he poked him in the eye and he trained hard for that. And he tries to do a quick turnaround with Nate. Train hard for that. Then he pushed that back a month. You just don't stop training. You probably taper off a little bit and then start back up again. But he could be overtrained at a certain point. Yeah, um, It probably feels like a six-month-long training camp. It, it's fascinating to me that a lot of people are like, this is a really good fight. And in my head, I'm like, yo, Nate's not that good, dog. Like, <laughs> where, where did y'all get this... I mean, he beat Conor McGregor, right? Yep. Other than that, what has he done?
1: On late notice, and then got worked in the second.
2: Like Seriously, like, what has he... He lost to, to all. Yep. Like, why do y'all think he's... This is... It sucks for Leon Edwards. Like, he was supposed to fight Kamaya, who wasn't ranked. He's supposed to fight Nate Diaz, who's not ranked. Like, Bilal Muhammad was ranked way below. This is the
1: second or third best welterweight in the division and he's fighting people way beneath him well he needs a name because that's why he understands that the reason he's not in the title fight already is because he doesn't have a name
2: that's ridiculous like if you think about this in rankings if he beats Nate Diaz does that make him the number one
1: contender no no but if Nate Diaz beats him it does it uh... If Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards, he will get the next title shot. But that's my point. If Kamayev
2: beat Leon Edwards, Kamayev would have got a title shot. Leon's not doing anything to help his cause. If he beats Nate Diaz, people go, yeah, we're supposed to do that. It changes nothing for him.
1: At all. And you're fighting for an audience of one, pretty much, and that's Dana White. Because Dana loves handing out fights on fight night now.
2: I, I just, man, I can't. I can't understand the Leon Edwards career tra- trajectory, right? Like, I, I just, I don't get it. Why he should be fighting. He should be fighting Colby Covington for the number one contender. Yep. He should be fighting Masvidal for three pieces in the biscuit. I, I still want
1: to see that fight.
2: Like the fighting. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is for Nate. This ain't for Leon. This is for Nate. Nate wins this fight. He's like, yeah, I'm bad motherfucker. I'm back. And everybody's excited. Leon wins. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to give Leon any credit for beating Nate Diaz. I promise no. you that. Nobody's going, people would be like, yeah, you're supposed to do that.
1: Unless he dismantles him. It's very, I mean, not many people just knock Nate out. No, I mean, Leon's, Nate. Leon's
2: yeah. not a finisher like that.
1: So I'm not, and which I don't understand going five. Like they just want him to whip Nate's ass for five then. I, dog, they just said, oh, this is like a main
2: event. And I'm like, this is
1: crazy. What did Nate do to do all that? He beat Conor McGregor
2: and they're still paying him for it incredible. Good for Nate though. I'm not mad at Nate at all.
1: Yeah, I mean fucking a lot of people at this point is Be conor McGregor. Like it seems like less of a feat. <laughs> yeah. You know, like your claim to fame is getting diminished every every so often. So now we, we'll see again it moves. We'll talk about it more in June. And then this past weekend it was again a card that was heavy in the main event uh before then though Cub Swanson gets knocked out in the first round. Uh, gatekeeper Cub. He might be Bellator Cub soon. Or I'm just not saying Bellator people, but I'm gonna be like, they're going to be PFL. PFL. Hmm. That's that's the new landing spot. Like So he might be PFL Cub Swanson here soon. But in the main event, Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prohaska.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll just call him Yuri. Like we're boys. I didn't see a lot of Yuri before this fight. Um, I didn't watch Ryzen, I believe where he was champion before this. Um, it just, you know, I've been to some live events occasionally when they you know, they invite us as media, but it's not like I really followed his career, but you other people in the buildup of this fight, it's like, no, Yuri's the truth, Yuri's the truth. We sat on this mic
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, I don't know, like Dominic Reyes might, yo, Yuri's mm-hmm. the truth. Uh, I was talking to people at my job. Like, I was talking to MMA team. Um, <laughs> my, my manager, Eric, who's, like, super into, like, kickboxing and all that stuff. That's his background before this. Um, and Rick was like, yo, Yeri's my guy. Like, he's – I was like, what? And then the fight happens. I was like, oh, this guy's an animal. I was <laughs> like, it's – it's all, Dominic Reyes had nothing for him. Mm-mm. Now we got me looking at John Jones like he's funny in the light. <laughs> even more so than like the yawn fight like the yawn fight reyes didn't look like in necessarily great shape he didn't look motivated like we looked at dominus Re- reyes and that night be like yo dominic slow off none of that was apparent in this fight and yuri just ran through him like a knife through butter
3: yo
2: he i told you <laughs> and it's, it's not because i th- don't think dominic reyes is a good fighter I just think, you know, Jan Bukovic, like, annihilated Dominic Reyes. And I think Prochaska might be a better striker. And when I saw that on paper, I was like, this will be entertaining because Dominic Reyes doesn't necessarily back down. And he didn't. He came at Praska and Prochaska was like, all right, I'm just, you know, this is right in my wheelhouse. And then smoked him with a beautiful spinning elbow. Smoked him.
1: And the fall was nastier than the elbow. Oh, my God. Fell right on the grill. No hands to brace himself. That was ugly. No. Like, so it's
2: Prachas is at the point now where it's like, well, you should be fighting for a
1: title, which is crazy. But his first two fights in was wrecking Volkanos Demir, and now wrecking Dominic Reyes. There's and really and nothing if, else to prove. If if Michael
2: Chandler can get a title shot already in a stacked lightweight division, there's no reason why Yuri
1: shouldn't be shouldn't be fighting for the title yeah, listen, fucking I'm sold. Like, <laughs> the guy... And he's... He looks like a light heavyweight. Like, he's big. Yeah, he's a big dude. He ain't small. Like, he's hes not Izzy moving up. So, yeah. it, it's great. Like, Jan... Jan's at home. Like, damn, I was just getting used to this belt. Dog, you know who's sitting there probably going, woo, I dodged a bullet
2: there. Definitely. I you. Oh, <laughs> You know
1: what? And Izzy... He's small for that for that fight for, for a basket fight. Ooh. Yeah, but I think he would take that because it'd still be a chess match between those two. Oh no, it would be. It'd be so, fun, but
2: but it's just like, dang, that's yeah. big.
1: Like yeah, he's not taking him down necessarily. So he's like, fuck, the guy got crazy power and he's big. He could starch me, but at least it's a chess match. Like when it comes down to like, damn, he's gonna put me on the ground, like that's kind of whack.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's how you got to be a uh, right? right? You know, we'll yeah. talk about it in a few weeks when we get to the Vittori fight because Vittori did the best against him. But for Hoska, yeah, man, told you, told you going to dust him. And I think Dominic Grace is a really good fighter, but it's just like it takes a certain kind of fight, like styles make fights. For Hoska is a perfect, you know, who he's a perfect opponent for John Jones.
1: Yes. Yeah. John left. John left at the right time. Yeah. I mean,
2: we don't. Let's be real. We don't know what's going on. Who's I don't on know. His, his gas tank was not looking great at, at light heavy. No. And it's like he's not getting the Ngannou fight. It seems like he's going to Derek Lewis. What the, What are they going to do? With, like, John, he hasn't fought? What?
1: I don't know. He's just gaining weight for no reason then.
2: like He's big. John <laughs> looks like heavyweight. But he's, got yeah. the, it's, he's at the point now where he's either going to have to swallow his pride and take less money to fight Ngannou. Or he's gonna have to swallow his pride and take another fight. How
1: long can he sit on the shelf? I would like to see him take another fight, but uh, I don't, I don't know, because I think he could fight. take he could take the another fight for normal money, you know, normal John Jones money. Do you think he wants to do that though? No, but I think that's he'd be like, yo, you guys offer me this, I'll take that, but not for a title fight, for a different heavyweight fight, and then we meet in the middle, and then see if we can work on more money for a title fight. I mean he doesn't have unlimited funds. He's only been an MMA guy. And he's been suspended a lot. It's not like he has sponsorships and everything else. He's not sitting on unlimited capital. He's not Connor where you just sit and chill. How do you think he got DC money? I'll say it I've
2: said it before, I'll say it again. John Jones is the perfect person to lead a fighters. union, Like he would be the right guy to say, Hey fighters, we need a union. We need to unionize. We're not getting paid what we deserve. He's the perfect guy for it.
1: Bless someone's heart. If they choose to follow John Jones and his judgment, I'm just saying he's the only person, I mean, forget the judgment. Skill wise. He's the perfect
2: person. Well, I'm saying in terms of being a star that can make a difference because every other person wants to start a fighters union, is way down on the pay scale, and they're not a presence like John Jones. John Jones is arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time.
1: Yeah. And I, if I would he have, says I would they have follow. agreed. I would have agreed with you, except I think the UFC has now shown that they don't care if he fights or not. No, which is which is true. So, so is true. now it's like if he started the union, it'd be like, all right, fuck it, John's in the union, like whatever. I just think if John were to do something like that.
2: And start a fighters union, and other fighters followed him that were getting paid less. I'm curious how the UFC would handle a fighters union if fighters start pulling. I mean, the best thing, the best and the worst thing they could do is really test the UFC by saying, by waiting till the day before a fight or right before the weigh-ins, and just not showing up. Yeah, like imagine that. Imagine they get like this full-ass car, and a bunch of people are getting underpaid with like one main event. And all the other car, uh, all the other cards. Maybe one of the main event fighters. Like ah, I'm good. Pay us more. Hold the entire show hostage. <laughs> that be some shit. I, but you need somebody like John Jones to lead that charge. Yeah, ain't nobody listening to like Lauren Murphy. But ain't Dana's crazy.
1: Dana might pay someone a third of the price to just step in well, on a day's uh, notice.
2: Well, that's that's where fighters gotta. T- and this is we we can leave on this little subject. Fighters taking fights on short notice and thinking that they're doing something by saving a card, that you're not doing anything for yourself. That you're not. Anybody that's like, I'll take that fight for $34,000, and then you lose. And nobody cares anymore that you took the fight on short mm-hmm. notice. You didn't save anything. You lost. You saved the UFC because they still had a card, but you lost. Because not you didn't get your win money. You got some show money. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys need to stop. Stop saying, oh, yeah, I'll take that fight. I can move up the rankings. No, man. You need a full training camp for some of these guys. You should never step in on short notice against a a murderer. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't. (laughs) You should train because you're not getting paid enough to do this. And that's what MMA fighters have to realize. You're not getting paid enough. I'm not saying you need boxing money, but Chris Ariola just made $300,000 against Andy Ruiz. Chris Ariola is a journeyman. Well, a gatekeeper. He's not a journeyman. He's a gatekeeper. If he was ranked in the UFC in the heavyweights, he'd be ranked like 10 or 12. Yeah. What number 10 or 12 ranked heavyweight is making $300,000 a fight? At the 39 years old.
1: 40 years old.
2: The champions aren't making $300,000. You got, they, they got, to, they got to step back. John would be the guy. John would be the guy. Be like, Hey, listen, guys. Here's what we're going to do. But he's just not that guy. And he has have to get Malky Kawa to do some shit. Malky yeah I don't think that they're bold enough to do that shit, but either way, John's not fighting, so he should do something
1: that means something, but he doesn't care. He's John Jones That's that <laughs> that's I mean that's perfectly summed up can't can't argue with that at all. and then we have a fight card this weekend um as I got lost in all the madness that happened last week and this weekend's card again loses. A fight, loses the headliner, and it's like, uh, ho-hum. And also, it lost last second um, Diego Sanchez, and he was cut by the UFC. That just lost him from the card, cut. So Cerrone gets Alex Morano as a last-second replacement. This card is all over the place, and it got some good fights, but it's just so weird. I can't I can't figure it out, but the card now as it stands, and we'll go and just give our predictions as we go up. Um, what's crazy is Ben Rothwell still fighting. He yeah. is, on, he is on the undercard. Ryan Benoit is on the undercard, so there's some names on the undercard. But looking at the main card, starts with Amanda Ribas versus Angie Hill. It's a good fight. It's Great really fight. Great fight. Great fight. And Andy – Angie's been robbed a lot lately, Like, so, and Rivas lost her last fight, but she beat Paige. She's beat Random Marcos. And Angie's a good test to see exactly where she's at. And like I always do, I'm picking Angela Hill. Yeah, I'm going to pick Angie because Angie's just, she, she, she seems like she keeps
2: getting better. She just has to stay off the ground. Yeah, that's she can't me. get on the ground with Manda Like, no. If she can keep the fight standing, she has a very good chance of winning this fight. And Man, it's only three rounds. Know. Stay yeah. standing for three rounds. Manda Rebus is really good. I'm picking Angie. Not with a ton of confidence because I think they're both really good. Angie's been on the upswing. Rebus looks like she could be a contender. Just if she wraps her hands around Angie and Angie can't stop the takedown,
1: it'll be a wrap. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I, I like those matchups. We'll know early which way that, that fight is swinging. And then next one, Carlos Diego Ferreira versus Gregor Gillespie. Uh, I'm picking Gregor, even
2: though Ferreira's been all right lately. But I'm still picking Gregor Gillespie.
1: I can't believe Gregor only has one loss. Yeah. His only loss is Kevin Lee. Yep. He hasn't fought since. No. <laughs> Damn. He hasn't. That's crazy. Um, Gregor's 34. He has 13 fights, 14 fights. That's that's not activity that uh, is enviable. But, yeah, give me oh, – shit. Give me Gregor as well. That layoff scares me. It's always scary when you guys long layoff. But – Yeah, two years, up. man. That's crazy. And the next one, Maurice Green versus Marcos Rogério de Lima. Yeah. yeah Maurice Green, sure, it's a toss-up. It's, it's a stinky fight. Maurice Green,
2: he has some stinky fights. So, yeah. I'm just going to – I'm going to pick uh, de Lima because – more, it's just it's not a It's fight.
1: tough. Just don't go three heavyweight fights that go three for no reason. I'm saying are the bane of my existence. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. But you know. <laughs> don't don't go to the judges. um Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. This is I actually like a this really fight. it's yeah. a really good fight. <laughs> it's good matchmaking.
2: Yeah, that this is two guys where you know Magny's always been a guy who seems like he gets close to the top five and then he loses the fight. Jeff Neal, you know, he just lost that fight with Wonderboy. Other than that, he was on a nice roll. Uh, He's got a ton of power. He's a big dude, but he gasses. One thing that Neil Magny doesn't do is gas. He never gasses. But I think Jeff Neal might have everything under control in this fight, so I'm going to pick Jeff Neal to beat Neil Magny.
1: I'm going with the same, but I always pick against Neil Magny. <laughs> I, I do it; it's a horrible thing. It often makes me look stupid, but just watching the Kiesa fight, I think Jeff Neal could do what Kiesa did in a similar fashion, but for only three rounds. Yeah, you know, not even having to go five. So I'll take Jeff Neal in that one, and then Cowboy Cerrone versus Alex Morano, which is a late replacement. Fuck you give me Cowboys to win. Cowboy just doesn't lose to everyone no like man, he's he, still not like trash so give me cowboy to win
3: no
2: he was booked in a fight that he could win against diego sanchez and now he's got Alex moreno who got dusted off by chaos williams and he lost anthony pettis so cowboy's got to snap this guy he's been on a losing streak for almost two years he hasn't won since like june of 2019
1: yeah i'm going right? back now in. he may 2019 he'd beat Al Iaquinta.
2: Yeah, so Ferguson, Gaethje, McGregor, Pettis, right? Yep. Those are his losses. Yep. Yeah, he's he's he'll win this fight. And If he doesn't, it's time to retire.
1: I mean, yeah, but that, those are all Anthony Pettis aside because Pettis also be Wonder Boy kind of in that stretch before bouncing. Like those are tough fights. No, I agree. I agree. I just well, it's here's
2: the thing. It's time to retire in the sense of you'll never get another title shot but it's Cowboy. He likes to fight.
1: So I don't see Cowboy
2: yeah. retiring anytime soon.
1: He'll nope. fight as long as he can. Cowboy was built to be a gatekeeper. Yeah. His skills have just never been one of being a gatekeeper because he just fucks people up. So you can't do it. Um, and then in the main event, Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Waterson. It's crazy. This is a main event. Yeah, I kind of would have put Cowboy in the main event, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, Cowboy's still a draw, right? like you you see his name on the marquee like on a poster I would I would kind of go with that I I don't know what to think about Rodriguez like she beat Tisha Torres she beat Aguilar in like long fights uh, her last one Amanda Ribas she knocked her out I didn't expect that one I picked her to lose that fight too so I was kind of shocked on that one and then lost to Carla Sparza her only fight I but Michelle Watterson doesn't like excite me anymore either. So give me Rodriguez to win a 25-minute regular fight. Like I, I thought Watterson lost to Angie. Yeah. Like to be to be real. So give me Rodriguez to win.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Rodriguez only lost to Carlos Sparza because Carlos Barza is a phenomenal wrestler. And Michelle Watterson is not. This no. fight will probably be contested largely in the stand-up. And if that's the case, Watterson does fare better in the standup, but I just think Marina's gonna have a, she'll have some advantages. It might be Marina taking Watterson down, right? Cause she's got decent jujitsu. She has a solid ground game. Um, but I'm gonna pick Marina Rodriguez. I just think Watterson's kind of had her time. She's good. She's tough.
1: But that's about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not over the moon with that main event. <laughs> so, but Listen, it should be a decent card. UFC will start picking up uh, the following week with the pay-per-view and then we'll head into the summer where they have stacked cards. So this is like the little lull for UFC, but we'll start ramping up here in a second. For everyone listening though, that's our show for today. We appreciate you all sitting here, chopping it up with us. What started with uh, racial profiling at a Smith's has ended with a very mediocre UFC card. So we appreciate you guys sitting through with us since it was a long show. We'll make this pretty quick. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, on adfreeshows.com. Stay safe. Again, we'll see you later on in the week. We got to talk pro wrestling again. It was crazy. So ton to talk there. Stay safe in the meantime. We're out. Peace.